The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, race fans. Steve Letarte here, AJ Allmendinger, and Jeff Burton for NASCAR America Splash and Go. Okay, guys. The Roval, AJ, I'm going to start with you because not only were you in the race, you won the race and perhaps the craziest race I have ever seen, the Xfinity race Saturday. I call it a race. It looked like more of a race of survival. How was it from behind the wheel? Yeah, it was just about that. It was, uh, I, I relate it, and Steve, you were there to the 2019 Rolex. Uh, it, same conditions, a lot of, at times, track just flooding. You, you basically in the car going along for the ride, that final restart with myself and Chase Briscoe, even though he spun, I would, I thought I was tagging the wall. I went in there and, and hit the puddle and I thought I was going to hit the outside wall. So as I was doing that, I was like, Oh, there goes my race. And my spotter's yelling at me that the 98 is spinning. So just chaos, insanity. But you know, once you get to the last stage, there's so much on the line, not just only the, the win of the race, but playoffs to move to the next round. There's drivers fighting for playoffs. So we had to finish the race out. So I thought NASCAR did everything they could to try to keep the track from flooding at times under yellow and, and trying to get the jet dryer out there. But at the end of the day, when it was raining that hard, it was just uh, we we're all in survival mode. So, Jeff, I'm going to push it forward to you. You covered the race with me on Saturday. I think AJ covered it great. It looked like survival mode. Then we move forward to Sunday. So much talk about what type of weather we may see for the first time since the 50s. The cup cars take the green flag with rain tires on. I thought it was fascinating. I thought stage one and the strategy of rain tires and when to get off them and when to put slicks on added a great layer to the race. Yes, yeah, Steve, I agree. I think the race was, uh, was really compelling. Uh, I really liked the strategy of when to put rain, dry tires on and get the wets off. I thought that was really interesting. Something that the NASCAR fan base isn't very accustomed to, right? And Ty Dillon, uh, he and his team, uh, first of all, he ran really well on wets. I mean, he really did. He drove up to the, through the field on wets. And then the first one to put dry zone and you and I looked at each other in the booths and we're like, there's no way you can put dry zone right now. But about five laps later, he started marching through the field and it sent, sent a signal to everybody that they needed to come in and get dries. Uh, and then you had those guys out there trying to get stage points. It was just that added a whole component to the race that I thought really made the race more fun to watch. And on top of that, Steve, I thought the drivers did a great job. I thought that they were, Really good with very low experience on that racetrack and going out there with rain tires, really no issues to speak of, no major issues. I just thought they did a really nice job. Yeah, I, I'm going to take a second, and I, I want the fans to understand, in my opinion, Goodyear, the track, the drivers, and NASCAR need to be applauded. Not because we saw a race in the rain. We only saw a race start with rain tires. But I'm going to go one further. If rain tires aren't an option, I'm not sure we race at all because there were points of that racetrack where water continued to run out of safer barriers and across the track. AJ, I know you had a different situation on Saturday, but on Sunday, even on drives, even to the checkered flag, there were wet spots of the racetrack. And in, quote, dry conditions, that's not an approved racing. But because we had the opportunity to start as a wet race, 
we got to see a race at the Roval, which I think should be pointed out. And, oh, guess what? Chase Elliott wins another race at the Roval. You're great at road course racing. Break it down. How is the nine and Chase Elliott so good at these road courses? It starts with Chase Elliott. He's got a feel now on the road courses of what he wants in the race car. And, and that's what's really critical, when, it, especially at any racetrack, but especially to road course racing, how you want the car to brake, uh, how you want it to feel. Do you want it to roll a lot, roll minimal? You know, it's a driver feel. And Chase Elliott, he has that now. So he knows when he goes to his race team and Alan Gustafson and that whole group, he can say, this is what I want to feel. And call it what it is with the pandemic right now, no practice, especially at the Roval. They had a dominant setup last year. So they just plugged that setup probably right back in the race car, go out there. And it shows that even if he's at the back of the pack, a mistake happened, a loose tire, he can drive up through the field just as he did last year when he overshot turn one. So uh, hats off to him, to his race team. And for sure, right now, anytime you go to a road course, you're going to look at Chase Elliott and that nine team as be the, the, the crew to go out there and beat. So, Jeff, Chase Elliott wins, but it was a cutoff race, and I think we need to talk about the points. Uh, Chase moved through with his win, but four drivers didn't. Clint Boyer, Eric Amarola, Austin Dillon, and the defending champ, Kyle Busch. Never have we seen a defending champ be eliminated from the playoffs as early as Kyle Busch was, continuing his winless streak in 2020. Um, gave it an effort. I mean, he was in the top five or six all day. Never did I think the 18 have winning speed, but we have seen a fifth-place car win in the chaos of different races, I thought the 18 really defined a Hail Mary. From fuel mileage to pitch strategy to Kyle Busch, they were in the conversation all day, really until just the final few laps. It was kind of their year, wasn't it? Like, they, you know, they haven't really had enough speed to win races, but they kind of hang around, and if everything goes their way, uh, they can win a race. It's kind of how they've been all year long. They've never had that situation where everything went their way, uh, so they were in position to win, and that's, that's what happened on, on Sunday. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that team. And, and I, I, that's really, I know they won a championship last year, but they really overachieved to win that championship. And I say that as a compliment, right? They didn't have the speed uh, in the second half of last year, uh, but they found a way, but you can't do that every year. You can't do that through a whole season. And really in my eyes, this is a year and a half of them not running the way that we expect them to run. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens around, around that 18 team. Uh, in the offseason. I thought the story of the day yesterday, uh, I thought Clint Boyer, he brought it. I mean, he really did. He was in position. Uh, I don't know if he had enough speed to to beat Chase Elliott, but I know he had enough speed to put pressure on Chase Elliott. And uh, without their problem, without them getting behind on some pitch strategy, it would have been fascinating to watch that because he was fast. He was fast all day long, uh, rain tires, dry tires. Uh, he brought it all. The team brought it all. Uh, you know, them having that failure, I think, kind of robbed all of us of seeing that opportunity for a good battle at the end. Uh, but, but they did a nice job of bringing a great effort to the role. I know what I learned yesterday is something I think I already knew is I can't wait for the 2021 schedule. Six road courses. I think six is a fair amount for a 36-race schedule. And the Roval proved that these drivers are truly the best stock car drivers in the world, not just oval. Forget oval. Um, I think this is this proves that they could turn both ways. And AJ, if your phone rings, I want 10% cut because I pushed you on the air. And on a serious note, I'm going to talk about you when you're on here. But I will say if I'm an owner, you're one of the names that continues to rotate to the top of the list. Because with six road course races, throw in four speedway races, there are 10 races right there that forget 
the oval track numbers, someone like you with road course experience and, and great numbers at the plate, right? You know, you could build a program around that. So I'm not going to put you on the spot and see if your phone's ringing. But when it does ring, just remember who brought it up. But it's time to look forward, right? So now we've gone from 12 to eight. Eight drivers move off into the playoffs, Kansas, Texas, Martinsville. I'm not going to put you on the spot, guys, and say who moves forward, but I will have this conversation. AJ, three races in this round. How many of the three are won by the playoff eight drivers? How many are won by the guys that have to advance? I think all three. I, I truly do. I mean, it's, you know, you talk about Kyle Busch. It, it's, he hasn't had the speed to win. So if you really start looking at these racetracks that we're going to, mile and a half racetracks, sure, you could see an upset, a late race restart at Kansas or Texas or even Martinsville. But there's a reason that the top eight are the top eight. The cream rises to the top. So I really believe going to these three racetracks that now maybe the same guy wins two out of three, but a playoff driver, I believe, will win in all three of these races. Jeff? I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, we've seen it every year. Uh, there was a time I looked up yesterday, a time in scoring, and there was one playoff driver in the top 10, but that's a rare event uh, and and an unusual circumstance. I think the playoff drivers are going to dominate these races. They're in this position because they're the best. Uh, Really no upsets, right, in my opinion. Uh, Kyle Busch is – I'm sorry, Kurt Busch is the closest thing to an upset that's in these final eight, but I think that you're going to see these these guys dominate these races. Yeah, you mentioned Kurt Busch, and if you want to label him an upset, remember he won two advance, so we know he can win races. Um, and I think what he proved is, I don't want this to sound silly, but the points are paid on the last lap. The trophy's given out on the last lap. You know, we lose track of, oh, this guy's dominating a race, and this guy's dominating a race, and Denny Hamlin's leading laps. The guy who leads to the checkered flag advances. You know, that's what Kurt Busch did a wonderful job of. I think Alex Bowman and Greg Ives, and I think Kurt Busch and Matt McCall are almost more dangerous, because I think perhaps everybody's mentally ruling them out, and you don't want to. They can hang around. They can make a pick call and they can win a race and then they advance. It's going to be a, a, just a fascinating round of eight. I love the combination of racetracks. I love the fact, Jeff, that you and I get to go to the racetrack. It's going to be great to have cars out the window. I'm excited for that. Um, it's going to be a good round. You don't want to miss it. Racing from Kansas this weekend on NBC. The round of eight gets kicked off for the Cup Series. This has been another Splash and Go. Thanks for tuning in. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.